for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Happy Monday to you. Four feet from me is Kevin. Uh, he's able to spend a little bit of extended time here in South Carolina. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir. Any updates? What are you hearing from the folks with the coach, brother? Well, I talked to the factory yesterday, and the guy said that um, they're going to have to do more than they thought, and it's going to involve taking it from the so there's the service bay and then there's the factory that made it they're a couple miles from each other the service bay is probably the size of half a football field under roof the factory is about a football field under roof and they're going to have to wheel it into the factory and actually take it to the line where it whence it came and actually uh, rebuild that slide wow so, folks, remember that. We talked yesterday. If you can help at all with that, go to WoundedSpirits.com. Uh, hit Give, the drop-down menu. Hit Kevin Rob. Get a tax-free donation. We think this puppy's going to cost more than $16,000. Now, a lot of you say, well, that's just a camper. It's just a coach. It's just, that's his home. Think about your home. Imagine the back uh, kitchen falling off of your home and uh, you'll get a good understanding of the foundational work that needs to be done this thing rolls down the road at 70 miles an hour going from place to place helping people and uh, let's do what we can do if you can't help financially would you join us by getting on your knees and praying about this and 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 perhaps uh god always listens to prayers and perhaps god put someone in your mind that can help give me a call if we can help you in that way we find ourselves continuing on with the life of Christ, and uh, what a great uh, life to study. If there's any life that we should study at all, it should be the life of Christ. So we're going to be talking about a couple things here. We have a question of the day, and we don't want to miss that, the Bible trivia. You know, folks, they've been real easy. Send in some tough stuff. If you want to, <laughs> if you want to talk about the Abrahamic covenant or things like that, what, is it, what does this word mean or something like that in 17 different languages, send it in. We need to yep. catch Kevin because he's banging out 100% as we move move along and and uh, where did God give Moses the 10 commandments you want to talk about easy that's the epitome of easy <laughs> right there brother on Mount Sinai Mount Sinai and we're not talking about Mount Sinai Italian restaurant now how you take a Hebrew name <laughs> and make it an Italian I went to Mount Sinai Italian Mexican restaurant when I was stationed in Germany and they also had schnitzel on the menu but I want to tell you something friends uh, the Italian food wasn't very good. The Mexican food was trash. But their <laughs> schnitzel, top right, man, <laughs> top right, right outside of Graffenbeer, right down the road. Uh, yeah, there was a guy named Harmon in there who ran the place. Harmon was born in Germany, raised in Czech, came back to Germany, and he would he would talk some stuff. You'd hear him back there banging on your food. He'd be yelling over the thing, banging it real good for you, <laughs> pounding it out for you. So we find ourselves with the word satisfied. I was satisfied with that Jaeger schnitzel down there in that Wiener schnitzel, that Wiener schnitzel was very good and 
we think about the word satisfied and boy, that's a big word. You know, we all want satisfaction in life. We all want different things to do. I love the verse in Proverbs 19. It says, the fear of the Lord tendeth to life and he that hath shall abide satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. When you have the fear of the Lord, when you serve the fear of the Lord, when you do those things over in Psalm 37, delight thyself in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of their heart. So what happens, Kevin, is we change. When we delight ourselves in the Lord, when we put God first, when we make it about God, you know what happens? That becomes the desires of our heart. Mm. You know, when you when you find satisfaction in something, nothing else satisfies. Yeah. And God is is the satisfier of the human heart. It says, with long life will I satisfy him and show him thy salvation. And, you know, his Holy Spirit living inside is, is very satisfying. The Bible talks about the fullness of God, the fullness of the Spirit. Being full, just filled up, that's satisfaction, you know, satiation. Um, uh, that, that whole thing of, uh, of, of an analogy of, the spirit of God being like oil that satisfies reminds me that a diet that is it has fat in it is the fat is a is the one of the you know the satiety uh, the satiating thing about the diet and if you go on a low fat kick you know we've all tried different diets over the years and I'm working on 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 some stuff now and it's helping but but you know one of the things years ago was you know a low fat thing <clears throat> and I'm glad they don't talk about that as much as I used to, but low fat means low satisfaction. I found that out. You yeah, know, it's like, yeah. I'm going to get some low fat chips, low fat Amen. ice cream, low fat this. What you find out, it's low satisfaction. And Jesus Christ sent his spirit to bring us the, you know, the fullness of, of, of Christ in us. And we have that fullness nothing satisfies and you know you can go on a low fat diet and get back on you know a normal thing and go huh and you can get away from god you can lose the power of the spirit you can lose the satisfaction of walking with him and when you get back on it when you come back to the father it is again ah this feels good it's the real thing and nothing will satisfy like uh like god and his spirit yeah, and, and and I'll tell you, folks, that says it all right there. We don't have to beat that up at all. When you, when you have satisfaction that God gives you, you know, we talked last week about, you know, priorities, understanding, purpose, all that comes together, and you find satisfaction in God. And I don't know about you, but you do get to live that long life. I think Kevin was quoting out of Psalm ninety-one, where, you know what. Uh, man, I want to serve God with my long life. I, and, and if I do that, there'll be a satisfaction there. And there is, folks. And we continue on with the life of Christ. We find ourselves in the book of John, chapter 12, starting in verse number 24. And it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. So the Lord right away is saying, man, one kernel of corn. I had a, There was a scientist one time that gave up and gave an explanation of that when I was in college, we watched the old reel-to-reel -reel 
back before VCR tapes. We watched the old reel to reel that one kernel of corn could bring as many as 17,000 kernels of corn or something like that. Just some crazy number that that stock can come up in. And, and you got so many ears of corn and how many average pieces of corn. That's how God works. We got to die of ourselves. And he that loveth his life in verse number 25 shall lose it. And he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there also should be my servant should be. And if any man serve me, him, will my father honor now it goes on and it says now is my soul troubled and what shall i say father save me from this hour but for this cause came i unto this hour the lord saying father save me but this is the reason i'm here Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. And, you know, I was thinking about this as I was looking at that, the troubles we go through, those things we go through, boy, maybe that's why we're here, Kevin. You know, maybe bringing honor and glory to God through these trials, through these traumas, through these upside downness when the world doesn't make sense. Maybe that does make sense. Maybe that's when God makes the most sense and says, see, I told you the world's a mess. Mm. See, I told you it's wicked out there. You know, there's a there's a call to serve and follow Christ that comes along with stuff, Kevin. I mean, and and, and you know that call. That call doesn't come without trial. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking about these scriptures you just read. These are some of my favorite scriptures in the whole in the whole Bible because like yesterday we talked about purpose. Or, or last time we talked about purpose. Purpose um, of Jesus was to come and die. And here he lays out in an analogy why we have to die. And you mentioned it earlier, we die to self. Uh, Paul said, I'm crucified with him. Well, here it's laid out in this fashion. A corn of wheat has to fall into the ground. Well, when it falls into the ground, what happens? It's, it, it goes through a process of softening degrading disintegration of the hull and then the germ that's on the inside can begin to germinate you know and then it springs to life but it doesn't happen until it until it until it falls into the ground and die that outer hull has to die the uh, the the part of the wheat songs the germ has to go and um you know, our best life is yet to come. It's going to be in heaven after we shed this hull uh, of this shell. But even in this life, there's a pattern here. He that loveth his life in this world shall lose it. So is it okay that God says, you know what, just like my son had to shed his the shell of his life and lay down some stuff so that he might have a great time, is it okay that I do that with you? Yeah, folks, is it all right? Let God do it. Let God work within you. Listen, folks, we'll be right back with you. We're going to let these radio stations do what they have to do. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements.
I love in these verses where, where, you know, the Lord starts talking about, uh, the importance of serving him and following him and how that sets us up and how things are going good. And, and, and there's an important role for us in life, folks. And this is what I've found. There's really two kinds of Christians in this world. There's a, there's a Christian that's outside the will of God and they're miserable. No matter what they want to say, there's a level of miserableness there, and and we've seen them, right? We and you guys have seen them. We go out, we try to work with people, we meet people, we do people, and they're like, I don't understand this. I'm never happy. You know, I have no friends. These things aren't going on in my life. And, and folks, a uh, hundred out of a hundred times, uh, these folks are just they're they're not serving God. They're miserable. And then there's these other folks that that recognize that there's a call to follow Jesus. There's a call to serve Jesus. There's a value to it. There's a value to discipleship. There's a value to obedience. There's a value to getting to, know, to, getting to know God. There's a satisfaction that comes with that. And, and I think that's what we're finding here. There's a value. And then there's one other thing, Kevin, it really slapped me as I read this. And, and, and that's Jesus, you know, the 100% human, 100% God. And he's grappling with this idea of his hour and what's going to come. But he, but you know what he does? He gives an example to me. He gives an example to all of us. And he says, but that's okay. You know, this is why I'm here. Mm. And boy, that that's that's something. I'm glad God put that there for me. Yeah, me too. That, that whole section here where he says, the hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Yeah, it indicates that he's entering a, uh, he's rounding a corner and it's the home stretch to what? Well, to glorification in heaven, but it's the stretch that disappears off the abyss. In the meantime, he's going to take the plunge into death. And um, this is a good way to offset depression because, you know, in several chapters, Jesus will enter the Garden of Gethsemane. That is when it's, he's, he's totally overwhelmed and his soul, it says his, his heart will be heavy, um, now is my soul troubled. So uh, he's going to be sore amazed. So that would be depression. He's suffer- he, will, he will suffer our human, you know, uh, response of depression. But here he is offsetting, I think it's a good example, where he says, what shall I say? You know, Father, save me. For this cause, I came to this hour. So whatever we have to go through that's causing us fear and anxiety, we should say, you know what? As much as I don't want to face this, for this cause came I unto this hour. And it, it's, the reality is I would not be at this juncture facing this if it did not pass the throne of God first. It came past God as a, as a gift to me to bring me to higher ground. And because it came past him, I can say, for this cause I'm here. You remember how Mordecai said to Esther, um, who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Well, this is our hour. This is, you know, Britain's under, uh, you know, the Battle of Britain, German planes bombing, 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 bombing. But because they did not give in to depression and give in to, to fear, um, he said, this is Britain's finest hour. That's what we. Uh, that's what we can do. We can look at our problems. We can say, this is our finest hour. Um, and I love too, Doug, before I hand it back to you, Jesus said in verse 26, if a man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there will also my servant 
be, you know, we can make a decision that we're going to protect the, you know, the, uh, the outer shell of our life and we're going to serve ourselves and we're going to make ourselves all about us. And people do that in trauma. They say, I'm going into self-protective mode. Or we can say, I'm not going to serve me. You know, there's three kinds of people. One serves himself, one serves others, one serves God. He that serves God really serves others and also is the best way to serve yourself because that vessel will be dedicated to God's use. And God takes care of his vessels up until the time that he calls it home. So, you know, the best way to love yourself is to love God. And uh, and then he'll give you a purpose to love others. That's That's what the service... In verse 26 is, there shall my servant be. Wherever he goes, he says, I'm going to look beside me and see, you know, just like a loyal puppy dog, a loyal hound dog by my side. I'm going to look down there. Here I am. I'm going to look. There's my dog. And my dog's going to go into battle with me. My dog's going to go into this situation with me. My servant's going to go into this situation with me. And I'm going to be the dog. I'm going to be the servant that's looking to the eyes of of my master and saying, I want to please him. I want to be here. Now, this doesn't come naturally. I wish I'd do better at this. But this is the purpose. Again, this is what I've dedicated myself to do, and I want to spend the rest of my life, Doug, doing it. And uh, if you're going through some junk today, I really believe this is the only path that you'll come out of this thing higher than when you went into it. Yeah, that's some pretty high ground right there. They say down here in South Carolina, that's tall cotton. When you get to that place, that's, that's, I had a old guy that you, well, he died a couple of years ago at church. He was 80 something years old, was a cotton farmer back in the day. And uh, we'd be in Bible study or something like that. And he'd say, that's tall cotton right there. That's, <laughs> that's as good as it gets. That's as tall as the cotton gets. You can just reach out and pick it. You know, folks, there's a principle here. And I was thinking about that as Kevin was talking, that principle of self-sacrifice. Talking about that wheat dying, you know, for other wheat. And, you know, there's sacrifices we make, right? And, you know, that's an analogy, but there's sacrifices that we make for our family. There's sacrifices that we make for our spouses. There's sacrifice that we make for our friends. But, you know, we're talking here about our own desires and stuff and maybe saying, you know, God, my desire initially was to do this. And, you know, I think I've told you guys before, my desire was to retire from the E-9 as an E-9 from the Army, go right into a government job, retire as a GS-13 from the government. And next year at this time, I would have been retiring with my second retirement. God's taken care of me so much better. But I had everything absolutely figured out financially, how much money I was going to get, you know, how things were going to work in my life, how double dip in retirement was going to be. But you know, the willingness to follow God, to look at that cross and realize what God did for me and my willingness to say, God, I'm not much. And, and, and I'm not trying to be humble here, folks, you know, in relation to people who serve God, I, I, I'm not tall cotton, you know, I'm somewhere in the bottom that some of the short kids have to reach for, you know, that you get your, and, and, you know, God could have picked, uh, 300 million people better than me here Mm. to serve him. And, Mm. and, uh, but the principle of self-sacrifice, the principle of saying, you know what, God, and, uh, you know this anyway, but I'm willing. I, I, you know, forget the government job, forget this. Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? How can I do this? And, and friends, these are questions we need to ask ourselves. And, and it may not be as uh, big as saying, man, I'm going to the mission field across the other side of the world, but it may be. 
it may not be as big as saying, man, I'm going to stop everything and, uh, and, and go to college or I'm going to go teach at college or uh, I need to do this in my life. I need, you know, folks, listen, I don't know what it is, but I know that Christ on that cross did everything for me, Kevin. And, and I'm willing to make a little bit of sacrifice here, self-sacrifice, so that others can grow and others can uh, be born of God because I'm willing to share his gospel. Yeah. Yeah, this David Livingstone said, um, O Lord, since thou hast died, give thyself for me. No sacrifice could be too great for me to make for thee. Lord, send me anywhere. Only go with me. And it's all a matter of keeping our eyes on him, looking unto Jesus, Hebrews chapter 12, who's the author and finisher of our faith. Hey, he's got it all figured out. He wrote the introduction to your life in the hospital before you were even aware of it. Mm. He's going to write the closing. Let him write the body. Let him write the the chapter. If an antagonist comes in, I remember when I was went through my horrible rejection, the, 10 minutes after that, um, after I was told that, and, you know, that went through that, uh, an evil narcissist just barraged me with texts, and uh, God undertook. So let God put bring the antagonist, the protagonist, and write the final chapter. Those knuckleheads are going to show up. Those knuckleheads show up in our lives, but you know what? Self-sacrifice for God. Think about that. That's where satisfaction comes from. You guys are great. Thank you for this opportunity to come across your radios today. May God bless you. Come back tomorrow. May God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, Understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.